reading today. My name is Corey, and I am your host for the Spiritual Prepper's Guide to the End of the World as we know it. And I'm talking today about trickster energy, paranoia, and playfulness. This is a really cool topic that came up just a little bit, but it really inspired me to go deeper. It was in a class that I took last week about dreams. It was a a dream class. And um, it was with a Sangoma teacher. And so trickster energy came up in the context of one way that dreams... Uh, if people are seeking more guidance and clarity through their dreams about their life path, trickster energy is one way that dreams can be blocked or messy or confusing and can really reach a, a fever pitch that, of intensity that's scary and unable to really put the brakes on when there is a trickster energy imbalance or disharmony. And in that class, someone was talking about their dreams and struggling with hypervigilance and paranoia. And their dreams were reflecting this and feeding it, actually, encouraging. They were, they were following more dreams, and it was just kind of leading them deeper into more hypervigilance, more paranoia. And it was going deeper into pattern-seeking. Lots of drawing correlations between events and people, a lot of sleuthing for truth, sleuthing for truthing. There's a, there's a, um, there's a meme. I don't know. It kind of makes the rounds. It's, uh, the still picture of the character Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I am such a Sunny fan. I have Sunny t-shirts, I know that's performative. That does not make that d- does not a Sunny fan make. <laughs> but I really, since its birth, early two thousands, like I have been there for Fudge and Sunny Man, and so it's this. I love seeing this picture because it's so. It just it just wraps it all up. What Sunny is about the energy. It's Charlie, and he's standing at like his board and a wall, and he's got all these connections for this conspiracy theory and he's like trying to uh it's a scene where he's trying to like convince or explain it to mac anyway that's trickster energy and charlie himself is like embodies trickster energy so that that gives you like a better idea if you're a sunny fan if not then i don't want to talk to you anymore (laughs) just kidding but am i uh so anyway it's this sleuthing for truth And it's less about coming from a perspective of of being a healer, of healing. It's less about whether or not they were right about possible shenanigans going on in their home, in their relationships, um, in, you know, in your government, whatever. It's less about whether or not you're right. And it's this focus, this focus is, is more so the energy that someone has been ensnared by. When trickster energy traps someone in a sticky web and is unable to get free. And that actually, that imagery of spider does correlate to to some of the myths uh, culturally 
in the world about about trickster who is trickster uh but i don't i want to speak just from my own experience i don't want to regurgitate what i've read about what i've heard if someone is interested you can read more about the cultures and traditions that talk about trickster energy and it goes back into thousands of years like of of uh, cultural traditions and stories and it's really in every culture it's really um you know you go back far enough and you've got ancestors who who had a a trickster energy as a as a part of their cosmology basically i mean i'm making a really general statement here um as always there's nuance and important context but it's old trickster energy is as old as humans it's older than of course it's older it's 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 a part of nature it's a force of nature it's always been and so from my own experience trickster energy is like a vein or a very big artery a thick big artery through life through the circulatory system of life maybe this is a really ridiculous metaphor but it flows and pulses kind of separate from the rest of life, of nature, of life's circulatory system. It's, it's the artery of mystique, but the kind that has a dangerous edge and is addictive. And once you've gotten a taste of the trickster artery, it's easy to fall into that artery and become closed off to the rest of the circulatory system of life and get stuck in the flow of it. And that's the most exhilarating and terrifying thing about it is it can flow very fast forever. It never ends. Once you catch a small wave of it, if you can be swept away easily, you're not going to gain your footing and get out. And so because of that, it, it's incredibly powerful and it must be respected. In these days, trickster energy shows up a lot online or in online-based pattern seeking. I'm going to use the example of conspiracies because that is a very big way that trickster energy shows up. And... The, the thing is, any trickster energy, the way it shows up in life, it seems harmless or even positive. And it promises freeing. It promises to, f- to free someone. But like I said, it must be respected, deeply respected, because it presents as fun and interesting and all these, these, these beneficial things. It's always edgy. It's it's an edgy thing, and the overwhelm comes on fast. Faster maybe than anything else in nature and in life. And the thing with trickster energy, again, I'm just speaking from my own experience. It usually just, when it's just naturally occurring in life and in nature, it just intrudes into life on its own. It's the wild card. But now people are seeking it out intentionally and building lives and businesses and platforms based on this trickster artery that before was just a part of life and nature. It's 
chaos and confusion that promises to lead to enlightenment and truth if you just keep following it and obeying the rules. But trickster energy is kind of like hungry ghost energy because it's never full, it never stops, because it's a force of nature. It just continues and continues. And if you get caught in the wave, it's really tough to get out. So I mentioned myths before. Um, and one Western myth or story that people know pretty well is about the serpent in the Garden of Eden with Eve and then Eve convinced Adam that she had found the truth. <laughs> How similar is this? <laughs> it's so similar. There's so many parallels to modern life. Um, but most people interpret that story of the serpent in the Garden of Eden as being about the fall of man, ultimate evil, sin. There's nothing actually overtly or even covertly evil or sinful about this story. The serpent is trickster, and trickster is actually really neutral. It's, it's, it's not benign. It's not malevolent. It, it can edge towards benign and edge towards malevolent based on the situation and on the person. It's, it's just, it's a neutral force of nature that is woven into the tapestry of, of life and nature. It's not separate. That's, that's how it's always been. But the lure of it is really based in finally knowing and experiencing the truth, capital T. All pieces of the mystery, whatever mystery, whether it's your own personal confusion, mysteries, questions you're, you, you need answers for, whether it's more collective, it's for a, a nation, a group of people, a government, it promises that you will know and experience ultimate truth all pieces of the mystery will fall into place, and from there you are finally in control. Because now you know everything. You know ultimate truth. But like I said, it's always this edgy, dangerous, thrilling edge to it, and it's also heavy and lonely and eventually beyond exhausting. It's also instant gratification. It's one of the few energies in nature that is like that. That if you engage with a nugget, it'll give you the next nugget right away. If you engage with that nugget, you get another one right away. Like you follow the trail and it never stops. The trail doesn't have an end. It might be a story that the trail has an end, but it actually doesn't. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> When Trickster takes hold of life, people become the biggest drags because playfulness, which is the basis of nature and life, is gone. It's bled out. Trickster might um, present itself as playfulness. It actually has nothing to do with playfulness. All of nature is a play of life. That is not ideological fantasy. That is not ridiculous woo. That is just, if you look deeper, it's obvious. Just look. 
Just look, you'll see. I was on Google and an article, there was a, a link that I clicked. Trickster loves links and clicking links. That's all, that's all trickster energy. Um, but it led to this article about, I don't even remember what that one was about, but there was like that Twitter page, you know, when you get to the bird site and <laughs> call it bird site rather than Twitter. And it just, I was on there for just a few minutes and I could feel myself like my toe was dipping into the rabbit hole and just a little bit. And I stayed there for like less than five minutes. And it was, um, just in those few minutes, it was all posts and threads of people who have been beating the same conspiracy slash freedom drum for, I don't know how many years now. And just reading like two or three 140 character posts, I was exhausted. I felt heavy. And lots of people would hear that these days and say, well, yeah, because truth and freedom doesn't feel good. And it's fighting for our lives and our freedoms. And it's not supposed to be fun. It's This is vital work and has to be done. And we cannot give up. And, and um, whether or not there's some truth or rather valid concerns, people raising valid concerns that are sprinkled in with someone's worldview, aka cognitive bias, that we absolutely, every single one of us have. If you have a, a functioning brain, you have cognitive bias. It's as simple as that. And the people who scream about how they don't have cognitive bias probably have the most. <laughs> but when there are people, and there are so many now, who have been in the trickster artery, separate from the rest of the playfulness, the play of life, they have some of the heaviest energy. It, it's, it's, it's anger, but it's despair. It's passion and hatred and hope, but it's lost. It's burning the candle at both ends and not stopping once the candle wick or whatever candle wax is completely gone. It somehow just keeps burning even when the candle is burned out completely. These are people who are screaming about freedom, but who are oppressed by their own trickster addiction and their own trickster message. It's a heavy, heavy, heavy thing. It's a heavy drag. And from my own experience, because of course I've been in that, I've been there when trickster energy has gotten heavy. And just for some reason, somehow I wind up in nature, just as an example. I don't know, like ride somewhere and there's not a lot of civilization around. It's, it's pretty much just nature. There will be, and I've noticed this so many times, an immediate lightening of some of the heavy layers it lightens up and I'll have this sense of maybe my issue isn't so big or important or scary. Maybe I kind of got stuck 
in a small space that presented itself as being very big and expansive and freeing. But I got stuck in an echo chamber and cut off, just cut off, and, and the light of day kind of breaks through that fog. But if someone is in nature, just away from the things, and they can't lighten up, if there isn't a sense of lightening, and they're still consumed with their focus, and they can't be aware of nature and play around them, that's a good indicator that Trickster is in charge, and it isn't sustainable. Trickster can go on forever, people can't. People have limits and breaking points that they like to pretend that they're evolving beyond, and no one really is. I don't care how much optimization, how much scheduling, how much tech, how much techno-utopia, how much whatever, the cracks start to show and the imbalance is on display for the entire world to see. I'm sure you can think of a few examples of that. I know I can. <laughs> the thing about trickster imbalance is it leads to diseases of despair, including violence. It, it, it leads to either someone harming themselves or harming others. And um, I would say if you're harming yourself, you are harming others. If you are harming others, you're harming yourself. Worship, this is a trendy thing, I guess, the last however many years, several or more. Worship of chaos, a.k.a. trickster energy. And worship of the story that trickster is what life is all about. It becomes this ideological narrative where life is chaos, life is violence, life is meaningless. Um, but also fight for truth and your personal truth and freedom. This is a big way that trickster shows up. I think there was something called like Kekistan, the frog deity. That frog deity is is trickster, and um, it's it's worship of that and following that really intentionally is really potent. I like saying the word potent. At forming someone. It will like mold someone into a kind of hungry ghost themselves. They themselves become a hungry ghost. And waking up from that, it seems more and more as, as things continue to unfold and chaos becomes, you know, the, um, the, the rule, not the exception. It waking up from that, it seems only by grace or someone, someone's elevated ancestors really stepped in in a strong way and slapped them awake a little bit. But beyond that point, it's really up to the person. Once you get caught up in trickster imbalance, it, the onus is, is, is completely on the person to snap out of it. And there's not a lot of that going on. I want to just talk briefly about playfulness before I wrap it up. Playfulness is not about doing stuff. Someone in trickster energy, worshiping trickster energy, following trickster energy could argue and say, I'm just talking about, I play with my kid, I play with my dog, I play video games, I play pickleball, whatever. I'm talking about a state of being in alignment with nature. And you are nature. A playful sense of being as an animal on earth 
whether someone sees this life as completely, totally real or as a dream of the great dreamer. You're an animal on earth and playfulness, that sense of being is flexible. It's resilient. It doesn't need to cling because it's connected to life. There's a sense of trust. This is like root chakra stuff, right? Root chakra, what that represents and what imbalances look like. Uh, Trickster is really powerful. If I'm going to just get kind of woo here at imbalancing root chakra, people would think it has to do more with the head stuff. But um, it's really going to be there. And it, a playfulness, a sense of, of playfulness allows. It doesn't force the world to match its ideas or views because it doesn't feel threatened. Trickster energy, which is really just kind of the name of the game, I guess. Online especially, very much so online. It's a huge block to being able to hear and see clearly any guidance that you are receiving. And you are. We all are. And it's a huge block to connecting to your inner North Star. It will impact dreams and it will feed itself. It's a self-fulfilling, self-feeding energy. And it will impact everything in, in someone's life. And so it just becomes up to you. It's kind of one of those things where you can say, go to this resource, go to that resource, go to that person. But the onus is on each of us to say, um, this is an imbalance and I'm, I'm going to treat it as such. And it's just not going to really be encouraged very much. Online and in our lives, we, um, we don't even recognize it for what it is. Okay, I'm wrapping up for now. And I just want to say, as always, thank you for listening if you did. And um, keep it playful. Be playful. All of life is just a play, right? <laughs> it's easier said than, than done or experienced. But anyway, thanks for listening. Bye!